Welcome back to the Vine Church Podcast. Today we continue our studies in 1 Thessalonians, Paul, the Gospel and the Church. If you haven't already, you can find us on YouTube at the Vine Church Heart. We'd love for you to join us over there. Good morning to you. I hope you're well today and uh, we're ready to uh, go for another day and to have a look at uh, our next uh, talk in uh, 1 Thessalonians chapter 2. And uh, just to say, of course, today, for those of you who are part of the church, you'll be aware that it's Diane's funeral later on. Um, and uh, I'm very much aware of that. And actually, uh, what I'm going to talk about this morning, I think, is is relevant because I'm going to talk about stewardship today. And uh, Diane was a very faithful student, uh, steward of the things that God had given her. And uh, we know that God would say to her, well done, good and faithful servant. And so we're going to look at stewardship, but let's read the verses first of all. So we're in 1 Thessalonians chapter 2 and verse 3. And Paul says that um, the, the appeal that we make does not spring from error or impure motives, uh, nor are we trying to trick you. On the contrary, we speak as men approved by God to be entrusted with the gospel. We're not trying to please men, but God who tests our hearts. You know, we never used flattery, nor did we put on a mask to cover up greed. God is our witness. We were not looking for praise from men, nor from you or from anyone else. So remember that the Apostle Paul here is having to defend his reputation against those in the city of Thessalonica who were accusing him of being a, a charlatan, a travelling salesman who had just come in, uh, taken from the people there uh, uh, in the guise of preaching the gospel, but really just taken things from people and then left and moved on. And uh, they hadn't seen him since. He didn't care for them. It was all about him. It was all about his ego. It was all about his greed. It was all about him getting money off of them. And so he's having to defend himself. Uh, and people are saying to the people in Thessalonica, look, don't bother with this Jesus thing. You know, why are you church? Why are you still worshipping God? Why are you still following Jesus? Um, it, it was all incorrect. What the Apostle Paul said was untrue and it came from wrong motives and he was using tricky methods. Uh, and so you need to abandon the whole thing. And so Paul is writing to them to in defend his integrity uh, and to defend their integrity as well. And so in chapter one, he says that their faith is genuine. There's no question at all about that. If you look at the evidence, their faith is absolutely genuine. And in chapter two, he now says, and furthermore, my ministry is also absolutely genuine. And there's no question about that either. And so he gives us four pictures in chapter two, four metaphors for his ministry. And we're going to go today, we're going to look at the first one, is which is stewardship. Tomorrow there's a picture of him as a mother. So we're going to learn about mother and even men can be mothers, if you like, in this. So, so that's Wednesday, Thursday. He talks about his ministry as being like a father in verses 10 to 12. So we'll talk about that on Thursday. So lots of very interesting things to look at this week. Possibly the Herald also in verses 13 to 16, maybe later on the week or next week. So 
first of all, stewardship. This picture of stewardship is one that is used often in the New Testament. The picture of us being like uh, somebody who has been entrusted with a household by a master. The master says, I am giving you this estate to look after. And you're accountable. I can go away. I can I can do my business. But you are in, responsible for the fabric of this estate, for the buildings, for the people that work here, for the servants that are here. You're responsible for the accounts, for the money, for the income, for the ex, for the costs, for the harvest to give an account of, of how well you looked after this uh, estate at the end of the year, I'll come and ask you. Uh, but uh, you're a steward. You've been entrusted. I've proved you. I've tested you, and I'm trusting you with my estate. And that's the picture that God has gives of us that we have been entrusted. We've been entrusted. What have you been entrusted with today? We've been entrusted with our our homes, perhaps, or our families. Perhaps uh, we've been entrusted with work and with responsibilities and with gifts. We've been entrusted ultimately with the gospel. We are stewards of the gospel of God. The Apostle Paul, of course, was a steward in a unique way as an apostle responsible to God, accountable to God with his gospel, which he had to steward carefully, look after and pass on uh, to others. And so that was his responsibility. And so he uses this picture here. It's something that obviously is used often in the Bible. The Apostle Paul uses it in the pastoral epistles to talk about stewardship. Jesus talks about the parable of the talents and other parables where he speaks essentially of us as stewards that God has entrusted with things. And so no, what does Paul say about this issue of stewardship? And first of all, he issues some denials. He first of all says that his message is not untrue. His message is true. It doesn't come from error in verse three. It doesn't spring from error. Secondly, he says his motives are not untrue either. They're not impure. He says his methods, his message is true. His motives are pure. And thirdly, his methods are not false. They're not trickery. He doesn't use tricks uh, and false methods. So his message, his motives and his methods are all above board and fitting for the gospel which he is a steward of. And so he says, first of all, then, that his message is one that is not made up. It's not something that is comes out of something that is erroneous. It comes from the scriptures, as he says in Acts 17, when he was preaching there, he reasoned from the scriptures. What his, his message is not just lots of froth and bubble, lots of promises, but no but biblical basis. They are rooted in scripture. As he says in 1 Corinthians 11, what we received from the Lord, we passed on to you. As he says in Galatians 1, we didn't make this message up. We received this from God by revelation from him. It's his message. It's his gospel. As it says here in 1 Thessalonians several times in chapter 2, it is the gospel of God. It's God's gospel. It's not our message. It is God's gospel. As Leon Morris says, how could a, the gospel of God be a mistake? 
so it's true. Secondly, his motives are pure. He says it doesn't come from impure motives. The word there, impure, is a catharsis. So catharsis means to cleanse, to purify, and they're accusing him of a catharsis of impurity, that he's just after his own, perhaps he was after a uh, kind of um, immorality and, and kind of sexual stuff, you know, prominent women who were saved or whatever, but more likely it was a sense of greed, self-aggrandizement, um, ego, that was why he was ministering to them, and he says, no, 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 my motives are pure. And then thirdly, he says that our methods are above board. He says that we didn't use tricks. And that word tricks is like bait that you use to catch a fish. And it's like, no, we didn't bait people. We didn't kind of hide things. We didn't pretend. We didn't sort of hide the cost of discipleship. If you become a Christian, there isn't a cost. No, 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 we were clear there's a cost. You're following Jesus, you're taking up your cross. We didn't offer false benefits either. We didn't sort of say, oh, well, if you come to Jesus, you'll get a free Mercedes. Or if you come to Jesus, everything will be healed instantly. Or if you come to Jesus, you'll never have any difficulties. No, no, he says his methods were above board. He spoke straight, he spoke clearly, he spoke without guile uh, and without falsehood. And so he uh, speaks and then he speaks positively about his ministry as a steward. And as we think about this, as we finish together, let's remember that as we're called to be stewards of God's gifts that he's given to us, that God has tested us. It tells us that he has been approved by God. He's been approved by God for this ministry. Uh, he has been entrusted by God with this gospel. He's been entrusted and he's living to please God. And that's what I want to finish on, really, that this stewardship role is ultimately that you're doing what you're doing in order to please God as a steward in your workplace, in your home, as you homeschool today, as you look after things, as you as you walk with God. You are living to please God, not men. He's quite clear. Twice he says we didn't we're not here to please men. We're not bothered about what other people think about us. We're living to please God. Now, that is both liberating. You don't have to worry about what others think of you and also sobering. God is watching. He's testing your heart. He knows your motives. He's looking at why you're doing things. Your motives are being followed and tested by God. But of course, he is a merciful God. He's a gracious God. And therefore, we're in safe hands as we entrust ourselves to him. And so as you go about your work today, let me remind you of what it says in just the previous couple of chapters in Colossians chapter three. It tells us there that slaves, we should obey our earthly masters in everything, not only when their eye is on us to win their favour, but with sincerity of heart and reverence for the Lord. Whatever you do, work at it with all your heart as working for the Lord, not for men. Since you know that you will receive an inheritance from the Lord as a reward, it is the Lord Christ you are serving. Folks, as you serve today in whatever you're called to do, remember that it is God who you are living to please. It is God who will give you an inheritance. Whether you get approval from others, whether they like what you do or not, God is watching and he loves your faithfulness 
as he loved Diane in all her faithful serving, in her being a wonderful steward of the things that she was given to do. And she was faithful in that. And so God is pleased with us because of his grace towards us. So let us pray. Lord, we do thank you that we've been called to be stewards. And we ask you that you'd help us this day to be faithful, to know that you're watching, to do things in a way that is uh, holy and appropriate and uh, that our methods are good, that our message is good, that our motives are good. Help us, Lord, to please you in everything we do today. We thank you in Jesus' name. Amen.